What is the Upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 67 of my little gaming show where once a week I just have to talk about video games. Rather, it's new video games that I'm playing, old video games from my past, doing retrospectives. I have a versus series where I put up two video games, two topics, and they battle it out for supremacy. And today we're going... A little retro in a way, I mean it's weird to say that this game is retro, but technically it is, and that is Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. So, it is November, it is Call of Duty season, the newest Call of Duty is out, and it's not doing so well, at least review-wise, I imagine a lot of people has bought the video game, my friend has uh, purchased it, the homie Kyle, and I have actually been playing the new Call of Duty. We'll talk about that in a moment, but uh, yeah, let's dive into it. Let's talk about, before we get into the Call of Duty 4 talk, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so, and I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what y'all been up to over the last week or whenever. Let me know. What movies have you been watching? It's We're getting close now to... December, so it's getting a little Christmassy. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Let me know. Me personally, I love a Christmas story. That's uh, just a personal love movie for me. Love it. And the the newest, a Christmas story, like the newest one, is also awesome. So I'm going to be banging out those two movies in December for sure. So let me know. What's your favorite Christmas movie and television shows? What shows are you watching right now? What's the hottest show? My wife is really into Survivor right now. Anyone watching that? She's sadly watching that without me. Anyway, that's okay. And of course, what video games are you playing right now? Black Friday just came by. So, did you pick up any new awesome video games? Let me know. What'd you pick up? What you playing? As I'm going to let you know what I've been up to. So, let's start with movies and um, kind of finishing out here with the Halloween theme, I guess. I just got squeezed in one more horror movie, and that movie was Smile. Really really fun movie. I would say very similar premise to It Follows, if anyone watched that. I just recently watched It Follows, I think last year. Maybe I watched it this year. Very similar premise where you got this kind of uh, uh, curse slash entity coming after you and it transfers itself to other people and it's following you and it has this very creepy smile. That's kind of how you know uh, you're dealing with, uh, with a demon right here. It can you know, shapeshift, it can turn into friends, random people, it's just around. Cool premise, very similar to It Follows, but I thought it was a fun, good horror movie. I, w- I was dropping a 7 out of 10 on Smile. I would recommend you check that one out. Good, solid horror movie right there. I don't think it was... It had some tension to it. There was some, you know, I'm not easy to scare, so it's, you know, don't take my word for it, saying that it's not necessarily scary, but it didn't really horrify me or anything, but I enjoyed it. Solid flick. So we talked about, um, you know, Christmas coming up, and these are borderline Christmas movies. There's a, you know, usually in every one of these movies, there's like a Christmas moment, and that's the Harry Potter movies. Now, don't worry, I've seen the Harry Potter movies before, tons of times. Grew up on the Harry Potter movies. I would, we would, whenever they came out, we got so excited, went to the movie theater, watched all of them in theaters, bought all of them when they came out. On I actually own like three copies of every movie. I got them on DVD, I got them on Blu-ray, I got box sets. Harry Potter guy over here. I'm not crazy, like I don't 
have tattoos or anything. If you do, that's fine. I'm just like, I enjoyed the movies. Really like it. And it's time to go through them again, we felt like, my wife and I. So we banged out two of them this week. Started off, you know, at the beginning. One and two. Harry Potter, Philosopher's Stone, and The Chamber of Secrets. Love both of those movies, man. Those are... The one and two are probably the ones that I've seen the most because there's been so many like, oh, let's watch all the Harry Potter movies. And then I generally just get through like the first two. Sometimes I'll make it up to four. Four is my personal favorite one outside of like the final movie. Like if we take that out of the equation because that's the big finale, that's tough. So you take that out. Four is is my favorite, but one and two are like right there. One and two are fantastic. I'm really actually excited to rewatch like... Three, five, and six, and see, because those ones I've definitely only seen, like, I think only once or twice. So, yeah, there's, yeah, I want to watch those again. I know they're not the strongest in the series, but kind of excited to see now that I'm an adult. Haven't watched them since I was, you know, young, younger, well, I was a kid into a teenager. But regardless, watching through the Harry Potter movies right now. Great time, loving that. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Or do you not like Harry Potter? You one of them? That's, I mean, that's fair. That's fine. It's no problem with that. And that's all the movies that we got in this week. I mean, three movies in a week. That's pretty good business right there. Oh, fucking welcome to Wrexham Drop Season 2. I instantly had to get into that. Only got into the first couple episodes and uh, taking taking a... Right where we left off with season one. Not going to try and spoil anything with season one. It's definitely worth a watch if you're just good, easy, wholesome, fun watch. And we're continuing that theme with season two. Getting more in-depth with the teammates, the the people of Wrexham. And yeah, the team continues. uh, Not off to the greatest start at season two with the team. Uh, The show is good. It's got that classic Ryan Reynolds and... McElhaney charm to it. It's really good. I I really enjoy Wrexham. Just a nice cozy watch. Good stuff right there. And my wife and I started watching the docu-series on Netflix, Beckham, uh, the soccer player. Now, I will say, I don't know a fucking thing about soccer. I'm not going to pretend. I just, I witnessed one soccer game on television once. The dude slipped on the ball off the opening kick, and my sister and I giggled, and I never watched a game again. I actually played soccer growing up just one year, and I was just way too fat to even have any business playing soccer, so I didn't enjoy playing soccer very much. So, yeah, uh, but so I don't know very much about soccer. So I was actually really intrigued uh, watching this Beckham thing. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'll say, I know more about Victoria the Spice Girl than I think I do about David Beckham. And a really intriguing watch. I got drawn right into this. You know, I thought it was going to be some background stuff, but I got really into it because I don't know anything about David Beckham really other than he's gorgeous, made a shitload of money, and he, and he's married to a Spice Girl, so learning about the, the, I mean, how hated apparently he was by, you know, this little kick that he did, and it kind of cost England a really, really important game, and yeah, he basically just got, like, shunned by all of England, which is, I was like, whoa, I was way too young to have known that kind of stuff, but uh, very, very interesting, I'm really, really actually enjoying this Beckham docuseries so far on Netflix. I would highly recommend it. I've not done it yet. Uh, I'm about an episode and a half in. But yeah, we we are both into it. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. So I would recommend checking out Beckham on Netflix. Pretty wicked. 
And uh, yeah, that's all the movies and TV shows that I've been into. Now, video games. Oh my god, everybody. Guess what? I beat Baldur's Gate 3. I beat it. I beat that game and it stuck the landing. I am glad to announce this is my first 10 out of 10 on this podcast. This is the first one that I'm giving out so far and beautiful video game. Absolutely beautiful video game. I am in love with it. It's uh wow, just amazing the performances, the stories, how how crazy it was. Like I'm not going to get into any spoilers, but I had a hell of a fun time uh coming to the end of my story. Just Excellent, absolutely excellent. It's absolutely going to be uh, having a presence at this year's Xe's My Video Game Awards uh, at the end of this year. It's definitely going to be making an impact right there. So, uh, yeah, I'm so happy that I got, I took the took the gamble on Baldur's Gate. I had no real interest or really I had no idea about this game it dropped on my radar I took a gamble on it and it paid off so much what an excellent video game bravo Larian Studios you you made yourself a masterpiece this thing is excellent so crush that so now I have a big void to fill so I've been filling that up with some Resident Evil 2 and I will shit you not man last night I had an 11 out of 10 scare. I was talking to my wife about it today, and she's just giggling at me because, like, dude, I fucking, I, I think, oh, it was like my body didn't even react properly. I got so fucking scared that I, I, I just, I think I blacked out for a minute. I might have fainted. I don't know, but I was just running around. I'm doing the Claire uh, storyline right now, and I got to the underground. And there's like, ah, man, I feel like there's a lot more liquors in the Claire side than there was on Leon's. I feel like there was only like two on Leon's side. And y'all, I have already dealt with four and I got cocky, not really cocky, but I just killed two liquors down in the basement. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot of liquors. I'm out of ammo at this point and there's some extra zombies coming after me and I'm just bolting out of there and I'm running down this black hallway and this liquor just fucking comes right at me, right into the screen, and I just blacked out, dude. I was so scared. I'm shocked I didn't scream. I just sunk into my chair, and that I, I'm going to have to reconsider Resident Evil 2 as quite possibly the scariest video game that I've ever gotten myself through, because holy shit, man. That is just consistently scaring the hell out of me. But I love this game. I love Resident Evil 2 so much. It's so good. I have now unleashed Mr. X. He's on the prowl. And uh, yeah, so um, I can only play so I can. I'm very much so getting through it slowly. I can only take so much. It's a very stressful game uh, in a good way. It's, it's, it, it means to do this to you. And yeah, I can only take it like... 35 to 45 minutes at a time because I'm just like, okay, I'm good. My heart is pounding. So Resident Evil 2 Remake, having a great time with that. Lies of P now is my main squeeze, I would say. Uh, Really focused in on that now. That's kind of how I like to take video games. I got... You know, I got a main squeeze video game, and once I get like 60-70% of the way through that game, I try to get into something else pretty big. Start puttering into that slowly as I finish off the next game, so then I can transition into something else and not have that void. You know, sometimes when you finish off a big, awesome video game, you might spend like a fucking few days up to a week just being like, Oh, I don't know what to play after that. So I like to avoid that by already having something on the go in the background. Just so if someone's dealing with that. I used to deal with that on the regular. So, uh, 
Liza P now has taken my attention, and I'm just so into it, man. It's just scratching that itch so bad. I had a soul's itch that I needed scratching, and Liza P is doing that very, very well right now. Boss fights have been good. Uh, nothing blown me away yet, I would say, with Liza P. It's just a very, very well-made video game. Very similar to Bloodborne. And, yeah, really make it... I haven't had any major difficulty spikes just now. I, As I say that, though, I am struggling with... Um, I think it's the Puppet Master is his name. He's like this cl- or clown puppet, something like that. Uh, I'm only struggling with him because I have to fight him all by myself, I think. So, uh, yeah, he's been kicking my bum a little bit. I just just finished uh, a couple of tries at him and, and failed. So I'm going to have to go back at him a little bit later on. But Liza P, really, really good stuff enjoying that. And still puttering my way through Moonlighter. Also, you know, I, it's got me. Like, I like it. It's just a good, solid time. You got some time in between. Go for a couple dungeon runs, come back, sell some goodies, level up, or upgrade your shit a little bit, and just rinse and repeat. It's just a good, solid, uh, what do you call it, gameplay loop. So, enjoying Moonlighter. And I did get into Modern Warfare 3, the newest Call of Duty. So, I know people aren't liking it, and they're digging on it really, really badly. Uh, me, my bar is always set fairly low. Like I, don't, I haven't had a high bar for Call of Duty in a long, long time. So, you know, I feel like it's honestly about time that the reviews started to come down. I think, honestly, it might be a little bit overkill. I understand why everyone's so very upset because the game has released without any new maps, barely any new content. It's basically a DLC update that they charge $90 for. So, with that being in mind, yes, I understand that people are upset about that. So, I did play, I played a little bit of online. It was fun. Now, I got a huge nostalgia kick because they have, like, modernized, uh, remastered all of the Modern Warfare 2, the OG Modern Warfare 2009 maps. And I got in there and I was just like, holy shit, this is Afghan. Like, whoa, it just took me back to being a teenager in high school, playing with the boys every day after Husky and shit, dude. It was it was fun. Like, I, I already knew the map, so I was running around actually doing pretty good. Played a handful of games solo, played some with the homie Kyle. We were having a solid time. The matchmaking is all over the map. You can be playing with everyone's level 55 maxed out one fucking game and next you got some newbies, and you're having a pretty good time, so matchmaking's been a problem, spawning's been a problem, the usual shit, the usual Call of Duty shit's always been an issue, Uh, you know, what else is new? Zombies is different, okay, so zombies, I only played one round of it, but it's like open world now, so different, didn't hate it, didn't hate it, it was interesting, so like me and the homie Kyle, we jumped on, me and him, just uh, two of us, and from what we can tell, there's like other squads, you're like in this big open world map, and it's kind of like, um, uh, what do you call it, war zone, there's like these zones, and it gets crazier the closer inward you get, and you're doing like little kind of missions on the side, like we had to guard this kind of vehicle uh, along a path, and we're guarding it from the zombies and shit, and then we have to escort ourselves, we have to get on this helicopter in certain areas in a certain time frame, and, and get the hell out of there, it was solid, I, I didn't hate it, I would say it looked but ugly, like it's not a pretty looking game, it definitely didn't have the polish, uh, I know it's development cycle was super rushed, they got this game out in like 16 months, which is not the normal Call of Duty thing, they like to do a 24 month 
uh, off and on cycle. This uh, Treyarch takes it one year, and then Infinity Ward, whatever they're fucking called now, they take it the next year. But yeah, they rush this one. It sh- it shows that. Uh, haven't touched the campaign yet, but I'm having a good time considering like. I didn't necessarily pay for it. The homie Kyle bought it. And that leads me into the next thing. Some uh, Black Friday pickups for myself. Um, I told the homie Kyle, I was like, yo, you know, since you pay for, you know, the Game Pass and all this stuff, I wanted to buy him a game for Black Friday. So I was like, rather you can, you know, I got, here's 60 bucks. You can buy whatever you want. So we picked up uh, Star Wars. What's the newest one called? Jedi Survivor. So he picked that one up. I got it downloaded. I not going to be getting to that right away. Uh, my intentions is since I'm playing the Harry Potter games, I want to get into Hogwarts uh, Legacy, I think it's called. So I'm hoping to get into that uh, soon. And I'm I'm thinking that uh, it's because we're getting close to the cutoff for the Xs. So I want to make sure that I can get the games in. And whatever I get in now, I want to make sure that, I, that it's games that I can finish before January or at least within the first week of January kind of deal, so, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, I know it's a big game, but, uh, I might be able to take it down, we'll see, uh, or at least have enough time with it that it should qualify for the Xs this year, regardless, so that's something I'm looking for, other than that, didn't really pick up anything, uh, game-wise for Black Friday, I wasn't too interested, I more or less went for, uh, a nice 4K monitor that was more on my radar this year, there's some Switch stuff, like, cheap indie games that I'm eyeing up, uh, just haven't pulled the trigger just yet, so, yeah, that's all the Black Friday stuff, and that's all the rambling on this extremely long intro for Call of Duty 4, but again, let me know what movies, video games, fucking TV shows, Black Friday pickups, let me know what you've gotten, and let's get into the legendary Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Damn, that that brings back the nostalgia, that music, man. Oh my goodness. But uh, let's start with a little bit of a history lesson here with Call of Duty 4, because this is like a butterfly effect game for myself, honestly. So this was one of the legendary seven games, I think it was, that I got uh, in the legendary... Man, this is a big seven thing. 2007, I got the lucky seven with the Xbox 360. The seven video games, I think, that really, really kicked me off into my hardcore gaming. Like, where I really became, like, a bonafide gamer gamer. So, and Call of Duty 4 was the last of the seven. It was a literally like a last minute change this I had a game and if anyone remembers this game Clive Barker's Jericho I was reading about this game leading up to Christmas of 2007 I'm like man this game looks fucking cool it's kind of it's a horror game with squad based you got four different characters and you're running around I'm like ooh, that sounds really freaking cool and I remember game pro magazine I was reading it and they gave it a five out of five man they gave it a five on the fun factor their scoring system was a little weird at the time but it got a five and that drew my interest I was like sounds cool looks cool so I had it on my list but then this little game called Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out and it just absolutely took over the world it was absolutely massive the campaign the marketing on this thing it was all over the place and back then I actually watched television and witnessed commercials a lot more often and Call of Duty was all over it 
And yeah, my friends and I, we all started getting more interested. I was hearing like, oh, th- this friend's getting it. Oh, this friend said he wants to get it too. Oh, that. And I was a Halo player, full on Halo guy at the time. And that was my game. That was my baby. That was my squeeze was Halo. I liked Halo. That was my thing. And Halo Online is a lot more, it's a lot different than Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, so there's an adjustment period there. So I wasn't sold on Call of Duty. It At that time, Call of Duty was pretty popular. Like, it was almost an underground series a little bit. It was more of the PC people were playing it. I know Call of Duty 2 was huge for early Xbox 360 players. I didn't get there too Till, until 2007, so, you know, Call of Duty 3 came and went, it was a little bit forgettable, not the best Call of Duty, I know there's the the people that like that game, for sure, never played it, so, and I never played Call of Duty 2 either, but I know that that game reviewed very well, and it was a very, very popular game at the time, but yeah, so other than that, I mean, Call of Duty was like, yeah, it's a solid shooting online shooter, but there was Halo was way bigger. I think Counter-Strike was was bigger at the time as well. There was other shooters on the market. Call of Duty wasn't the king yet. Until Call of Duty 4 hit the market, man. And holy shit. So, I made that huge decision last last second to uh, cross off Jericho. Said, I'll get that another time. Put on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And off we went. So, it was a slow burn with myself and Call of Duty 4. I didn't get into it right away. It wasn't a game that I went right after. Uh, it wasn't first on the list of the lucky seven that I had on the pile. It was... I don't know if it was it was even close to the top. I know it was like Bioshock. I had a, a lot of interest in that one. Mass Effect as well. And of course, Halo 3. All over Halo 3, of course. Just going nuts with that. So that took up a lot of my time. But as the days went, uh, my friends were getting more into it. I was definitely interested. Uh, but then I got into the campaign. So the campaign is what I got into first. Um... So we could talk about the campaign. Let's let's fucking talk about this campaign, man. Because honestly, I don't think Call of Duty has hit the levels in the campaign that Call of Duty 4 did. I don't think... I think Call of Duty 4 is my, is my favorite campaign that they've done. And I've played most of them. I've missed a couple. I've missed a, a couple in there for sure. And there's been good campaigns. There's been other really good Call of Duty campaigns. But this one is... The trendsetter. This is the formula was set with this freaking campaign, and it was always trying to be copied. But like they copied this formula a lot, but I don't think they ever hit it the same way that Call of Duty Four did. And I understand. Like this game came out in two thousand seven, and if you played it today, it's not the greatest campaign now. But you know you almost feel like you're playing a modern campaign, and that was back in two thousand seven. So for the time, it was way ahead of itself, way in, not just the campaign, but Jesus, it was so ahead of itself, so, this campaign, dude, I played it so many times, by far the most I've ever played a Call of Duty campaign, at most, the other ones, I will play them at most twice, I like to go through them, uh, honestly, I like it, I like to go through it hard, I feel like hard is the, is the funnest, for me, the most, uh, it's not too easy. I feel like normal, I could just run through everybody and just no problem. Don't really have to worry about it. Not really covering uh, hard. I feel like I can cover and it feels a little bit, uh, a little bit more realistic. Veteran sometimes is just fucking bananas. So I, I try to stay away from veteran, but I usually try and try and get through veteran. It's very tough though. We'll talk about the veteran stuff, but 
yeah, dude, this campaign played it a million times. Absolutely love this campaign. And it's pretty interesting because it was split between two characters, which I actually kind of forgot about, not going to lie. But you're actually playing as uh, two people. Soap, we all know Soap. Soap makes uh, makes appearances in numerous games. But then there's Jackson. Uh, Jackson does not make appearances in other games uh, because Jackson doesn't make it through this game, honestly, <laughs> actually. So there's that. There, there might be some minor spoil- spoilers with uh, this one, but it's a super old campaign. And, like, come on now. Let's let's be real. Who, who doesn't know about this campaign? It's going to be fun we'll talk about uh, pretty much everything i think we're not gonna go too into detail mostly just a retrospective talking about memories of this game and stuff but that was cool and obviously the the big thing uh weirdly that i haven't mentioned it quite yet but call of duty this is the first time they went to the modern thing they were all the three games prior to this call of duty one two three were all set in modern or uh World War Two, and it was getting very, very tired at the time. And the developers, Infinity Ward, were very tired of it as well. They're like, we wanna, we wanna show off some stuff. We got some fun ideas, but we can't do it in the World War Two setting. So finally, they said, fine, do a do a modern setting a Call of Duty game, and bam, here we go. And it just fucking blew the doors off of uh, the older Call of Duties, man. Like, uh, I know at the time now, like, modern warfare uh, shooter games are, are, are very common, or tons of shooters now, but this was like, holy shit, this is like, holy fuck, this is pretty fucking impressive looking, and now we got this modern technology, even, like, advanced technology. This isn't, like, in the far future or anything. It's not, like, future warfare. It's modern warfare, goddammit, it's in the title. But... Now you got like more automatic weaponry, you got laser sights, you got more advanced scopes, you got fucking night vision, and you can use this shit. And of course, you got like the high powered stuff AC 130s, helicopters, tanks, you name it. Now, we're not necessarily riding these around all the time. There's some missions where we are in an AC 130, we'll talk about it. Uh, but Jesus, man, let's, let's just start at the beginning of this campaign. So. I think the is I, I don't know if you get into that mission right off the off the hop. You have to go through the the training section or whatever. And it's a little eh, it's not the best. And I I will say I went through that little training thing where you're going through shooting the targets. I went through that a million times. I loved uh, chasing down that achievement where I, I think you have to get through it in under like 21 seconds or whatever. But it's just like it's the standard way of determining, "Oh, what's your difficulty rating?" Like, "Oh, if you get it in 30 seconds or whatever. Oh, here, just try it on normal. But if you get under 21, it's like, oh, you're a veteran. You should play on veteran. So I did that a lot. I used to be able to run that bitch so fast. It was great. But then you get into the first real mission, man, when you're fucking, you get on that big boat in the middle of the ocean. You fly in on the helicopter. That is just such an iconic freaking mission, man. And this mission alone, I remember seeing it so much in the trailers and stuff, but playing it for the first time absolutely knocked my dick off, man. It was mind-blowing. The the facial animation, and just mind you, this is my first foray into HD gaming. I was, I was absolutely fucking blown away, man. Like, the lighting on Price's face with the cigar in his mouth and the, and the lightning storm that's going on. There's so much going on in this scene alone. And I heard, I read that this was supposed to be the final mission of the game, but them to just say, fuck it, let's make it the first mission. Like, oh my god. And it's 
bananas. You fucking, all the water's going crazy. The water effects look amazing for the time. Like the rain is coming down. It's insane. And then you rappel in and you just do this sick mission on this boat, man. You're clearing people out and that are sleeping in their bunks. You're getting into firefights in the boat. And then shit goes crazy. That you fucking you find nukes or whatever, and a bomb goes off. The boat's sinking, and then it's a race to get the hell off that boat before it sinks. And it's freaking crazy. And what isn't there achievement at the end for uh, making it onto the the helicopter on the first try? Because how many of us died the first time when you have to make the jump on the helicopter? Who knows that you had to press that button the first time? I definitely died the first time. But that mission is so freaking good. What an excellent way to kick off the game in the in the early ways there's also that opening with you as the president where you're with like the the bad guys at call of duty you're getting taken hostage you're getting driven around in the car and you're in the back seat and you're just driving through this city town wherever the hell you are and you're you're seeing people running you're seeing people getting slaughtered in the streets like shit is it's like a revolution in the streets man it's shit is crazy and then you get brought out into this like fucking arena basically put in put on live television get shot in the head like right in the opening of the game like that part was so cool i I just was i just was so enamored looking around at everything watching the people running around like a dude getting chased by the dog in the in the thing and he just escapes over the fence like oh this is like so new territory for me at the time for a first person shooter campaign like this was not normal for me. This was just all new, all crazy, so freaking good. And I remember, oh God, like the first mission that that gave me a lot of trouble was when you go to the TV studio and you're in the fucking big room and there's just a million guys in there. There's so many dudes. I think there's guys with RPGs back there. And there's, you know, it's like an office. There's cubicles all there. So they're all tucked in, hidden away, really hard to deal with them. Those fuckers. Oh, man, I remember getting through. I got through most of the game on Veteran. I never got through the whole entire thing. It was a grind. I remember, I think it takes maybe, like, four and a half hours to get through the campaign on normal if you know what you're doing. Uh, Maybe six hours for your first time or whatever, taking your time, having fun with it. And then Veteran, man, oh, my God. I think to get to the point where I was at, it probably took me, like, 12 to 12 or more hours because you're it's so it's such a grind and and the main thing like you focus in on on the veteran difficulty is just getting to checkpoints like i wasn't even worried necessarily about killing people so much as to just getting across the cross like to get across the finish like the checkpoint line i'm like i just need to make it to this rock and get my arm over it and then bam i'm at a checkpoint and i'm safe veteran difficulty is insane in some of the call duties and this one was pretty crazy man i remember it's the one mission where you're you're going in uh, it's nighttime and you're going through the farm and you're going across the field and you're taking out the people in the barns and i remember just laying in the grass and i looked through the a little slit through the metal fucking barricade and they bam one shot me got me right in the fucking head i'm like oh my god dad this game is relentless on the veteran difficulty and that tv studio was such a grind to get through i'll never forget how much of a grind that was but oh man now we're now we get to the iconic missions man we got to talk about some of these so 
The AC-130 mission is just a fucking delight. An absolute delight. There was a recent Call of Duty. I think it was actually last year's Call of Duty. They did a mission similar to this. And it was actually probably a better done mission. But nothing compares to doing this the first time back in 2007, man. You get to be in control of the AC-130. It's a massive gunship in the air with these huge cannons on it. Machine guns, you name it. It's a... It's a fuck you up machine. Like that thing is going to destroy anything. And you're you're the backup, baby. You're up in the air covering the boys on the ground. And they're like, hey, there's some bogeys up ahead. And you're like, oh, buddy, I see them. Little white dots are like, take them out. And you just, Foo! massive explosion. Yep, yep. Uh, target KIA. You're good. You're good. You got him. You got him. It's just so different. Such a different feeling for that time. I never played anything like that. I played that mission so many times. I would just go into the mission selects like, oh, let's just go fuck some bitches up with the AC-130. So much fun, man. It's so much fun. They're like, oh, we got a car coming in hot down the road. Do you see it? And then you find it. They're like, yeah, light it up. Fucking blowing up everybody. Yeah, man, that mission is absolutely unbelievable. And let's talk about it, baby. You know it. It's all gillied up. By far the most iconic mission in the whole, and all of Call of Duty. All of Call of Duty, it is insane, man. Like, absolutely insane. We all talked about this mission when we played it. You fucking, you got the ghillie suit on, and it, it is the classic sniper mission man it is so often replicated but just never they've never captured it man i feel like there have been some decent sniping missions i feel like uh world at war had a pretty good one actually where you're uh kind of in the middle of town anyway we're not talking about that game but all gillied up baby good god almighty playing as a young captain price with his freaking dude and oh cap price come on cap price is he not the best character in all of Call of Duty? Like, him and Gaz are goaded. Like, Gaz, underrated in Call of Duty 4. Everyone's talking about price, but Gaz is fucking goat, man. He's so friggin' awesome. Love Gaz. And Soap, like, Soap is fine. Like, in, in the first game, it's you're a nobody. Soap has no character, doesn't talk, doesn't... You know, it's just you. Soap develops a character throughout. Uh, some people don't like the character all that much. But uh, Price and Gaz, goaded. Gilly's in the mist, so you're playing, this is a back-in-the-day mission, you know, go back in the fucking day, you're playing as Captain Price, and you're in Chernobyl, I think it's Chernobyl where you're at, and you're in the war zone, man, like, there's radiation around, there's places you can't go, and you're just in the middle of the war zone, man, like, there's fucking enemies all around you, and you're fucking crawling through the grass, and you're silently taking out enemies, and... The tension was high, man. The tension was high. You got those guard dogs that are out there, and you got to make that shot. And then the fucking the tank part where you're you're crawling through the grass, and then out of nowhere, a fucking whole squadron of motherfuckers just show up, tanks and everything, and you just got to sit still in the grass. And their fucking tank is rolling over you. You're crawling underneath the tanks, man. It was insane. So it might be a little tame for today's standards, but oh my, it was so ahead of the ahead of itself at that time man that mission was so freaking crazy they took such a risk on that one like i i was reading that they had a ton of trouble getting this mission to work and like the ai was so tricky to deal with and like but bam man it became one of the most iconic if not the most iconic mission in call of duty like if you just bring up gillies in the mist like nine out of ten players are gonna be like mm. 
of course. Like, some people might be too young for Gillies in the Mist now, but shit, dude. Like, oh, what a fucking mission that was. So freaking cool. So iconic. I played it a million times. And, of course, I played around with it. Was seeing how many of them I can kill before we get swarmed. I, I took on the squadron and lost. I don't know if I ever... I don't know if you can physically take out all of them with your weaponry. It's just probably too slow. But, goddamn, dude. All gillied up. Just fucking copied never replicated man they'll never get it as good as that one at least for someone that's played the og gillies in the gillied up i like to call it gillies in the mist for some reason i don't know why but all gillied up is what it's actually called and then man that nuke the nuclear blast mission where you you it's basically black hawk down uh the movie where you got to go in and there's a helicopter crashed and you got to go in and try and save the homies i do believe i think that's how that goes down and uh the escape is insane man like they actually launch like they set off the nuke you see the explosion go down and you're like holy shit and then you get in the helicopter you try to get the fuck out of there and you don't make it you don't make it out of there like you're like oh fuck and you die you straight up die the dude that you're jackson's dead man it's like oh fuck and that's kind of iconic too the the way that they set up the missions at the beginning where it's like like a a briefing basically very very tame again for today's standards but the way that they did that just like really made it feel like you know you're in there and of course the modern setting where they have the the radar and they got all this high-tech shit it's just it's fucking cool, man. It was fucking cool, and you know they they had the Lieutenant Jackson pops up, and it's like KIA killed in action. It's like, oh shit, dude! Like you fucked up. You killed one of our homies, and like launching a nuke, bro. Like a lot of nuclear talk in this game. Like it's it's a little bit standard. Like you got the Russians, you got the nuclear devices. It's I even remember I fucking got like an A stealing the story of Call of Duty 4. I basically stole the stole the exact story of Call of Duty 4, wrote it up and it was a Valentine's Day fucking assignment. So we had to put in like a love interest. So I just fucking shoved in a soap love interest and bam got an a because of course the teacher didn't know what the fuck call of duty was my friends were like he just stole the call of duty 4 story and she was like you're a genius you should write uh for real and i'm like yeah yeah of course anyway so yeah it was a pretty i thought it was a, i liked the story of call of duty 4 it's again it's standard for today like bad guy nukes stop the nukes get the nukes and that shit but fuck was it ever good and uh, that nuclear mission was insane. That I just didn't. No, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. That was a pretty big twist, honestly. And I don't think it might actually be the same mission. Yeah, it is. Uh, all gillied up. At the end of it, you get to snipe uh, Zakaev. I think his name name is. He's the the bald one, the older guy, and you shoot him with a fucking Barrett 50 cal from distance, and you have to adjust for the wind and everything. And every shot is a little bit different. Like. Each time you play it, the wind might be playing you a little bit different, so you got to adjust your shot. And Call of Duty doesn't isn't known for that, you know. It's definitely not online, that's for sure. I'll tell you that for free. Like Battlefield's different. You kind of got to line your shots up, uh, advance it, you know, get the wind adjustment distance. Call of Duty, you generally just point the if you got the crosshairs on, bam, you got them. And uh, yeah, that was just really interesting. Again, something so unique for the 
Call of Duty formula, and yeah, just something so fun, so satisfying. Even The only thing that sucked about it, though, you can line up the perfect shot, nail him right in between the eyes, and his arm comes off. You're like, what the hell? I shot him right in between the head. And his arm, no matter what you do, if you hit him in the toe, his arm falls off. So that's just part of the story, because he doesn't have an arm in, in the modern times. So that's, that's why, because you shot it off way back in the day. And then the Makarov guy, he's whatever. I don't even know if he really talks or anything. I think he just likes to shoot people in the head whenever he can but yeah so that was a lot of fun and then of course the ending mission man I know there's a lot of good missions in between there like I remember what I think it's called war pigs or the bog like the bog was crazy a great map online as well but that was remember that one just being like a really fun shooting gallery you get basically you just get like a sniper you get like the druganov or whatever and you're pop 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 just popping off bitches that was always a really fun mission as well and um but the final the final mission man is fucking crazy it's absolutely epic and the iconic part at the end where Gaz slides you the gun in slow-mo and you got to do the slow-mo shot. You take out fucking, what's his name, Zakaev. Uh, you take out his two armed guards in slow-mo and then bam, you pop him in the middle of the fucking eyes right before you could pull out his gun. And man, they've done that a handful of times at the end of Call of Duties. But this was the first one, I think, and it was awesome. It was so freaking good. Uh, I might, you know, might the ending of Modern Warfare 2 was pretty good, throwing the fucking throwing knife in the dude's eye, like, uh, South Park style, <laughs> butters, <laughs> you throw the, the fucking ninja star in butters eye, <laughs> fucking out, out of control, but this was, what an awesome way to end the game, like, holy fuck, and it's not even done there, you got the iconic mile high club fucking mission, dude, I could never beat it on veteran, it was so fucking hard to beat this freaking mission on veteran like it's the time it's the time frame that always got me you got so little time you got to be so perfect and you got no just no room for error the, the i've gotten i got to the end like you just it's just a beeline to get to the end of the plane and you're just going through enemies you're fucking stunning them you're shooting as fast as you can you're just trying to get to the end and then you get to the end and it's a hostage hostage situation where it goes slow-mo and you got to take out the... You got to make sure you don't shoot the hostage in the head and you shoot the fucking guy in the head. And I made it there one time and you're... you're I think you probably got like two seconds left and I just had to take a shot, fucking hit the hostage. And I was like, that's the closest I ever got. And yeah, I tried a million times, tried a million times. I think two of my friends got that achievement, the mile high achievement and good on them. I think I'm 900 out of a thousand points. uh, If I do remember correctly on the old achievement board there on Xbox, but fucking mile high club, man. What a awesome mission. Like when you get through it normally, just on a normal, uh, relatively uh, doable difficulty, it's uh, really sick. You save the hostage and you jump out of the plane and it explodes, I think, but fuck man love this freaking campaign absolutely love it's my favorite call of duty campaign i had it i had it downloaded but i didn't have time this week uh to pop in and play a few missions of it uh, i wasn't going to be able to get through the whole game sadly so wasn't able to get back into it and play some of the missions but i played them so many times i just i i feel like i'm i did okay going off my memory so we're not done yet so we got to talk about fucking multiplayer man this is where everything changed everything changed for call of duty right here so um i should mention the sound of this game is absolutely god tier for the time man like 
the sound they put so much love and effort into the sound design of Call of Duty games like that was like even coming into Call of Duty 4 like the prior games that was already like man the, these games sound so fucking good sound so realistic the bullets <coughs> excuse me whizzing past your head grenades going off beside you and guys screaming and bullets going all over the place it just sounded like fucking you're right there in the middle of the war zone music underratedly really freaking good like i was going through listening to the soundtrack of this game and i was like man this it's really nice music well done big uh lots of instruments involved yeah, it's not it's a it's a big arrangement uh first for the music it's it's quite uh quite a level up indeed not a lot of people talk about the music because you know it's not like there, there's not like a jingle or necessarily like a memorable song to call of duty for but shit dude it, it definitely works it definitely fits the fits the theme for sure but it's it's more about the sound of like the the guns and everything around it the helicopters oh sounds excellent and price it oh god i love hearing that guy talk i just i fucking love it and of course we did basically touch on the graphics like mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing for the time uh there was a video i remember watching before the game came out or it might have been slightly after and it's the part in the campaign where uh, the helicopter crashes into the building and it comes down towards you and it crashes and it slides down like right in front of you. I think that's uh, Gilly's in the mid or uh, fucking goddamn it. Why can't it all gillied up? Pretty sure it's that mission as well. And I remember the dude who like was working on that one part. He's like that one part alone took him like months to animate and, and to make it look right. I was like, fuck, no doubt. And it's like a... 20-second moment in the video game. It took him months to do. I'm like, fuck. And it's, and who talks about it, right? Like, except for me right now. But fuck, I remember him talking about that. I was just blown away. So, shit. Let's, speaking of blown away, let's talk about this multiplayer, man. Holy fuck. So, like I said, I was a Halo guy coming into Call of Duty 4. And it took me a long time. It took me quite a while to get good at this game. Um... I was bad, man. I was bad. Like, I was rocking a super negative KD. If anyone, like, remember KD talk? Not craft dinner, baby. Fucking kill, death, ratio. How many kills you getting before you die? And, you know, the, the if, if a, a good player, uh, respect would be anyone above a one. Like, all right, all right. You can, you're elite. You don't suck. Like, if you're under a one, then people can say you suck and, you know, you can... You can, you can challenge that, but, you know, maybe you kind of do suck. But you might be an objective player, which I definitely was not an objective guy all the way back then. I like killing. I like to kill. Uh, so I played Team Deathmatch and stuff a lot early on. But, uh, yeah, god-awful at this game. All of us were, man. Like, all me and the homies were bad at this game at the beginning. And some of my favorite memories of this game was when we all first started playing at the beginning, man. Like fucking downpour I that the map where it's raining and it's dark and we just didn't know what to do like I, we didn't know what to basically do with our hands at this point so there's like a barn in the back of that map and we're all like like we saw everybody like run forward like everyone I'm like well fuck I'm not going out there so we all just like head out in the barn in the back and like you know those games where you're like, where the fuck is everybody? Like, are they all hiding? And that was literally us back then. Like, we were just terrified. We didn't know what the fuck to do. And when someone would enter the barn, we're like, oh, God, oh, Jesus Christ, people are here. We're just panicking. They, like, kill us all with, like, one grenade. And we're like, oh, God. And we would literally be crawling through the grass, like, as slow as, like, as, and we thought we were doing the right thing. We're like, all right, let's go, boys. Like, 
all right, we're going to crawl through here, and people are just running around. Like, we didn't know the speed and the tempo of this game. Like, this game is fast as fuck. It's what you would call a Twitch shooter, where you're just like, oh, God, this guy, all right, he's dead, or I'm dead. Like, it's just happens in an instant, you're dead or he's dead. Like, it's not a lot of time for fucking around kind of deal, right? So it's it's not slow like Battlefield is. And I like Battlefield. Played Battlefield, it's just different. Like, Call of Duty's just a fast pace. It's smaller. It's 6v6, I think it was back then. Depends on the game mode, I guess. But, uh, God, especially playing Search and Destroy back then on that map. Like, Search and Destroy is... Um, you get one life if you get killed in this round you don't come back so you got to play a little bit more strategically a little slower some people play really fast in there and do very well uh my friend josh and uh, chris they got very very good at call of duty and they would prestige in one weekend like prestiging isn't like it was now like uh, prestiging i think you can get through it fairly quickly nowadays but back then man to to get through the 55 levels or whatever it was in Call of Duty 4 took me forever. I think I prestiged like four times in Call of Duty 4 across PS3 and 360. I played on both. And yeah, I wasn't a big prestige guy, but these dudes fucking prestige in a day a few times. They're like, oh, double XP weekend. They pop on, search and destroy, just get 15 kills around. And it's like, how the fuck are they doing this? So they were really good. But at the beginning, they weren't. So we were just crawling around, being terrified, sucking. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, and, no, cross, Crossfire, I think it is. And uh, there's another building back there you can just hide in. And we'd be back there. And they're like, oh, shit, here they come. And, like, it was so fucking... It was such a different time, man. I love those times when everyone's new to the game. And we're all just kind of discovering it together. And, and it was so great having my friends there with me. Like, we all would get on together. It was just a magical time. If you're in that time right now now in school and you can all get online with your buddies at the same time cherish those moments because uh your days may be numbered so yeah it took me a long time i remember vividly the day where i finally started getting pretty decent at call of duty it was march break it took me from i got the game in december took me till march of that year to finally get my kd up to a one and i remember i sat myself down i played it every day like for eight hours plus a day which is a thing you can do when you're in high school. You don't really have much of a life. And I just got my hand on the M16, figured that bitch out, and I started getting good. And fuck off I went. Now, I wouldn't say I was like an elite player. I was pretty damn good, though. Like, when I I started up a new file on PlayStation 3 just so I can kind of get rid of uh, the stats of my early bad days. And I was rocking like a 2.5 KD on PlayStation 3. So, you know, not to brag, but I was pretty decent. So that was a lot of fun. But it did take a while. Like by March, I was absolutely a Call of Duty guy. By March, it didn't take long for Call of Duty to take me over uh, because I had to make the decision. It was getting too hard jumping from, you know, a weekend of Call of Duty and then going into Halo. It was just too much of an adjustment. Like, you're fucking jumping 90 feet in the air in Halo. Uh, the weapons, it takes a lot more to kill people because they have these super armor on. Call of Duty was a lot more realistic compared to, to Halo. It's like three, four shots, you're dead. Uh, it's just, you don't jump 80 feet in the air and shit like that. Maps are way different. Guns are way different. It was a way different feeling game. And then eventually... We all just kind of got into that one more. Less of us were playing Halo, and yeah, it didn't take long for Call of Duty to take over. And really, I never looked back after that. Halo never took over again. I really, after that, I just, I was a Call of Duty guy 
for life after that. For Well, not for life. Not really a Call of Duty guy anymore. I'm a casual Call of Duty guy now. I'll play them for a little bit when they first come out, if, if the homie Kyle picks it up. I'll grab, I'll play it like I am right now, popping online while it's new. I'll check out the new maps whenever they decide to drop them. And then I'm out of there. Once it gets lame, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to be here, so I'm out. I got a lot of other things to play. But yeah, back then, that was my thing. I only had, you know, the lucky seven games. And once you get through Bioshock and Mass Effect, you get left with the Call of Duties and the, and the Halos. And you're playing the shit out of that. And I played this shit out of Call of Duty 4. Now, I didn't play it as much as my friends did. I was still so scared of the Red Ring of Death at the time that I would only play for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours max. And then I would let the Xbox cool down for a half hour. So I was doing that and that would, you know, definitely leave me in the dust at times compared to some of my other friends that were crazy. But this game, Call of Duty 4, now it was... It's a little (laughs) tame now, some of these things. But this is where a lot of shit got started, man. Like, unlockable weapons, perks, prestiging. That was all new, dude. Like, before that, you ha- you would run, you would start with, like, a pistol, and then you're, you're running around finding the weapons on the map. That's how it used to be done. And they even have that in, like, the newer, call- I don't know how, if they're still doing it, but it was called Classic Mode. And you could just play that, and it's old-school Call of Duty, where you don't have classes, you don't have perks, you don't have killstreaks. It's just you and a gun, and your, and your aim, and you just go around trying to find the guns, like kind of like halo style or and when you're just like okay you know where the fucking sniper is on the map everyone's going to be going over there to try and fight for it so that's kind of how call of duty was now you're they're like here here's a fucking here's a list of assault rifles light machine guns pistols shotguns and make your own class kid do what you want here have fun with it and mind-blowing as I was like whoa I can I can have a m16 and uh m4 I could do a sub so it's like you can be prepared for the map you can be prepared for the situation what game mode you're playing it's like hey I might want to be running and gunning right now I might want to have a mp5 and a pistol running around being crazy and shit or you might be doing like a, a headquarters or something you're like okay I'm gonna be uh sitting my ass down camping a little bit let's get a big old gun with a lot of ammo and do that Get a class so you can try and shoot out those fucking helicopters. That's another thing that was new. Killstreaks. They're simple. There was only three of them back then, and now there's like a million. But back then, it was a simple UAV, airstrike, and a helicopter. That's all it was. But, oh, shit, dude. When that helicopter came out, it was fucking devastating. Because we didn't have no javelins. We didn't have no lock-on fucking things back then we had an rpg and no aim assist you just had to get lucky and try and hit that thing in the air and it was tough and that thing would fuck people up and it was amazing man the simplicity was awesome and of course the killstreaks so the killstreaks love them or hate them kind of dictated a lot of things about call call of duty uh you know there was definitely some overpowered kill uh perks in the game stopping power juggernaut so you made one decision or the other like there really wasn't any other perk you're using in that tier yeah you're using i always use i was a stopping power guy I preferred my power so i hated people that use juggernaut i was like fuck juggernaut gives you extra health and it makes my life more difficult but it balances itself out in a way they're just kind of silly perks that eventually they got rid of after a very 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 long time but they did finally get rid of them but the perks were new, man. Some of them were a big problem. Like, I know the three times grenade was a big fucking problem. Uh, giving every... Like, everybody would use it. So, 
everyone starting off the every every fucking life with three grenades so you just whim 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 throw three grenades off the bat of oh some maps were just fucking insane i think it's called vacant vacant is the one where you're just in this kind of office building and it's all these little corridors and that it's just a grenade fest in there it's fucking absolutely carnage don't even get me started on shipment shipment the legendary tiny ass fucking level i actually love shipment man i love playing on shipment probably one of the better small maps they did but it was absolutely chaotic you're spawning inside of each other you're fucking spawning into grenades it was absolutely carnage and yeah man the the 3x grenades definitely caused problems in the online the martyrdom like come on who remembers martyrdom every time you die you drop a live fucking grenade like jesus christ they even had this one perk that nobody used but it was kind of cool i think it's called eavesdrop where you can literally hear what the other people on the other team are saying like it's kind of a passive effect now like i, I kind of think they do it like when you kill someone you get like a, a live feed of their mic for like five seconds and i remember the first time they did that i was like what the fuck was that like you hear like you kill someone out here it's like oh god damn it and it just like cuts off and you're like did I just hear someone on the other team? And you're like, I think I'm making them really upset. And you kill them again. Then you know, all you hear is, oh, fuck you, Gamer GX, you son of a bitch. Like, you're like, oh, shit, I can hear the other dudes. It was really cool. That was a perk in Call of Duty 4, man. That shit was crazy. You got your sleight of hand. I think, oh, I don't know if Scavenger was in the game back then. Hold on. I think I actually have the Call of Duty 4 wiki up with, uh, with all the stuff here. Yeah, so here, tier one perks, uh, C4 times two, RPG seven times two, special grenade times three, bomb squad, claymore times two, bandolier, and your frag times three. Tier two perks, stopping power, juggernaut, the kings, sonic boom, who would use that? UAV jammer was useful, but stopping power, juggernaut, sleight of hand, amazingly useful, but again, stopping power, juggernaut, double tap, useful, overkill, carry two main weapons, like, oh. Tier 3 perks, Extreme Conditioning, Steady Aim, Deep Impact, Last Stand. Oh, I hated Last Stand so much. Fuck Last Stand. You go down and you pull out your pistol for that, ugh, yuck. Iron Lungs, Martyrdom, Eavesdrop, Dead Silence. Like, a lot of these are perks that are still going. Uh, so cut perks, so we're not worried about that. Yeah, man, holy fuck, those perks were sick. Let's look at some of these guns, man. Let's go through submachine guns, MP5 all-time, Scorpion. Everyone hated the Scorpions, man, but man, we used to use them like crazy. I actually really like the Scorpion. Mini Uzi, eh, AK-74U, eh, way better in Black Ops. P90 was, was pretty fucking legit. P90 was awesome. I think they still have that in all the Call of Duties. M16 all-time, M4 all-time, AK all time the g3 sucks but the g36c was dope m14 i was never good with mp44 um it was it was a fun gun but i never i didn't use it that much some decent light machine guns the saw was terrible i hated that thing rpd was pretty solid and the m60 was just a ton of fun to use oh the snipers do i even need to say it the m40 like come on the most requested most beloved sniper in like all of call of duty right come on m21 was okay Dragunov looked so cool but no one would i mean it was it was okay the r700 was actually pretty fucking good look it was similar to the m40 i think it was a little bit more powerful but something about it just wasn't as fun as the m40 and of course the barrett 50 cal like oh just the most 
confusing weapon in Call of Duty. Like it's, it's just, if I wish they would just for one game let the Barrett 50 cal actually work like a Barrett 50 cal. Like if you took a Barrett 50 cal bullet, you're missed. You're gone. You're just done. And like, ugh, anyway, yeah, shit. That stuff was crazy. I always, I'm always going to hate the knife in Call of Duty. I've never liked the knifing in Call of Duty. It's just so overpowered. Like shh, you're dead. Like I hate that crap. I fucking hate it. Always going to hate it. Oh, Call of Duty. God damn, I love this game so freaking much. Ooh, let's look at the multiplayer maps here. Which ones was my favorite? Oh, fuck, there's a lot of them. Ambush? Ambush was okay. Like, you know, for a lot of these maps, it always depends who you're playing. Like, where all the action is going to be at. If people are going to be fun and and have all the action going on in the middle. Or if people are going to be bitches and, and camp in the buildings and snipe and stuff. I, I enjoyed Ambush. It was fun. Backlot, I barely remember uh i think I, the only one that i think about this now is like all the bad times at the end of call of duty or like coming back to call of duty how fucked up this map got like with the uh, people shooting through the walls and stuff but this one was pretty solid it was a little dark it was not 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 all time though block i fucking hated block i hated block so much uh, with the buildings, there was a million windows that people were sniping in. Trying to run through the middle was impossible. You're just never going to do it. Bog was a good time. I enjoyed Bog. Uh, big fucking, like, wasteland. I always liked the look of Bog. That kind of nighttime, smoky, good shit. Countdown? Mm, countdown was okay with the big sight. Like, it was, it was an interesting look. Uh, I definitely remember you know, fucking people up pretty bad with the spawns, uh, you, you just see them, like, spawning inside of those, uh, like, what do you call, warehouse buildings, basically, and it was okay, Crash is all time, like, everybody loves Crash, Crash got remade and put into a bunch of the new Call of Duties and stuff, it's phenomenal, it's a great map, uh, so much can go on, like, so many different areas of crash you can be in. Other areas you can completely avoid. Like the back lot areas are generally like not too up, but sometimes I've had amazing battles back there. Of course, the huge three tier building, and you know, when fucking snipers get up there, you always want to try and take them out. Cross, I might be thinking crossfire and ambush might be the ones I'm mixing up here, and maybe. District, District, which one was District? Uh, I don't really remember District. Downpour was pretty freaking good. I know not everybody liked it, but it was unique because it was raining. It's just a different environment. It does kind of fuck with the sound a little bit. Like, back then, uh, headphones weren't as popular. Like, it was definitely, like, if you had headphones, you were kind of a superpower because you could fucking hear everything. But, so, I imagine people didn't like that. Overgrown, I know there people love Overgrown. I didn't love Overgrown that much. More of a sniper map. And this one got remade and put into a bunch of the new ones, but I didn't love it. Like it was it was a good sniping map. Like you get on top of grandma's house, remember fucking grandma's house, and you're sniping up there. That was a good time. Pipeline was okay. You know, big kind of the train yard and stuff like that. It was fine. Shipment is just fucking chaos but a ton of fun i liked showdown showdown was pretty good uh chaotic because like the I, like i love and hate the kind of like the upward balcony area it's kind of like a big square and you fight inside the square and up and around it had a lot going on 
Showdown, I don't remember. Strike, I don't really remember. Vacant was a fucking grenade nightmare. Same with Wet Work. Oh, God, Wet Work was fucking crazy for the for the freaking uh, grenades. Just, you're on the boat. The big old boat, and you just... I rem- every time you spawn, you just... You jump and throw your grenades out, and boom. You're probably guaranteed at least one freaking kill in there. Uh, but I didn't hate it. It's just a straight-line map, and you fucking... You work your way over to their side, and then you switch over to the other side. It was a chaotic map. Absolutely fucking chaotic. And then they have Winter Crash. I don't remember... I don't remember Winter Crash. I'm guessing that's Crash with Snow. Uh, I don't recall that one. And I don't... I don't think I ever played... Or ever got the downloadable content. The broadcast, Chinatown Creek, and Kill House. I remember them a little bit, but I don't think I ever played them. I know Creek looked like a lot of fun. And Kill House, I think, was a favorite. But uh, I would go with Crash. Like, Crash was just so freaking awesome. So freaking good. Uh... I did really like, uh, I like Downpour, but Crash, I mean, it's Crash, Crash is the, is the, is the OG, that's, that's the best, uh, they keep putting it in, and yeah, Crash is awesome. Now, in terms of my favorite guns, uh, obviously, early on, the M16 grabbed my attention, I think it does for a lot of people, now, I'm not bad-mouthing people that use the three-burst weapons, I like them as well, I think it's good for the newer players, because they're a little bit easier to grasp, Is the three-round burst, they're fairly accurate, really powerful, like, I know a lot of people complained about the M16 in the Call of Duty 4 days, like, oh, you're a bitch if you use the M16, because it's just brat dead, and it... People, it's a less skillful gun because it's it's easier to use. But I loved it. It's what got me going in Call of Duty to finally learn. But I really did by the end. I loved the M4. Like it was at the beginning, I hated it because it was kind of weak. It 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 what it just didn't have the power I was looking for. But by the end, I absolutely loved the M4. Love slapping on a silencer on that thing and the iron sights. I kind of liked it. And, and that's the other thing. Like the attachments were different back then like that was new attachments alone were new for call of duty but you couldn't have the amount of attachments that you have in the new ones like the new call of duty you put like five fucking attachments on there there's like a hundred attachments like it's crazy back in call call of duty 4 is pretty simple it was like red dot a cog a scope uh grenade launcher you had the noob tube was there but it was nowhere near as bad back in the day i think you even had the under barrel shotgun if i do remember but and you can only pick one you get one so it was like okay do i want to have a, a silencer because silencers are so useful if you're good with the with the iron sights then yes but a lot of the guns iron sights were trash like m16 iron sights terrible absolutely terrible you got to have a red dot on that bad boy i always love an ak-47 i love ak-47 is like my jam in every call of duty and it's in every game so i'll love that one uh mp5 and the p90 would be my submachine guns they didn't have a big variety of machine guns i loved i liked the scorpions they were really fun to use they just had such shitty ammo capacity uh but they were fun uh, light machine guns i did like the what is it, the rpd that one was pretty good really powerful it's just so slow i hate i Never liked moving slow in Call of Duty. I like being fast. So, uh, light machine guns were never really my thing. And, of course, the M40 fucking goaded gun in Call of Duty. One of the greatest weapons in all of Call of Duty. So much fun to use that gun. Slamming a, f- slapping a fucking ACOG scope on that thing and going around quickscoping kids before, you know, quickscoping was a thing, really, in Call of Duty. 
that was a lot of fun, man. I think there's even videos on my YouTube channel of me doing that way back in the day, if you want to go check those out. But, um, yeah, man, I think that is everything I want to talk about with Call of Duty, man. One of the most important games for me, man. It's uh, it's not my favorite Call of Duty in the franchise, because uh, it, it, it doesn't, like, it doesn't replay as good as some of the other ones did like it, it, it didn't you know like go back cod 4 after modern warfare 2 and black ops and it's like yeah it's fun for a little bit but it gets it gets a little plain after a little bit right because there's not the fun kill streaks there's not as many perks and yeah but and there's more weapons in the other games but i i played call of duty 4 for a long time after uh it was basically only because the the game got so bugged out and glitched and uh, it became unplayable for a very very long time and even when they did the remaster i think i popped on for a little bit but it didn't it wasn't the same anymore you know uh there was a magical moment there in 2007 where it was all new and, and it was a magical magical time honestly it was super awesome I think, honestly, all said and done, I think it's my second favorite Call of Duty after Modern Warfare 2. I know that might be, you know, people are like, oh my god, Modern Warfare 2 was so terrible, but I know it was an extremely flawed Call of Duty, but it was just, I had so much fun, played so much of it, and but I it wouldn't have gotten there without Modern Warfare uh, Call of Duty 4, so absolutely love Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, it's that's just it, Modern Warfare. It's weird not to say another thing after that, but what are your memories with Call of Duty? Did you play it where you're there in 2007 with all of us going crazy about this fucking game uh, where Call of Duty really took over the gaming world, man? And they're they're hanging on to it. Like, I, I they, they still sell really well. Everyone still plays Call of Duty, but yeah, man, I feel like it was like Modern Warfare 3 was kind of like uh, the, you know, not the newest one here, but the... Modern Warfare 3 that came out back then. I feel like that was kind of like the first one where I started falling out of love with Call of Duty. And then it was just a steady decline until I just got out of Call of Duty. Because, yeah, they just really never hit the pinnacle. Like, I feel like the holy grail is like Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, or Call of Duty, COD 4, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops 1 and 2. Like, those two games, uh, both the Black Ops, I think, are excellent as well. I didn't love them when they first came out, but they really grew on me with time, and I really do love uh, Black Ops as well. Though, again, very flawed. Maybe we'll talk about them at some point, but that's it for me, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. You can go back and listen to any of the gamer casts. There's over 60 of them. You can go back and listen to them. Uh, I also upload most of them to the YouTube channel. All of them uh, nowadays get a lot of the older ones. I didn't have that option back then, so you can only listen to the old ones. might start throwing some of the old ones up on YouTube slowly but surely but gamer gx videos is the youtube channel go over there please and thank you subscribe drop a comment over there let me know what you think of the podcast leave a question send in a question related to video games hockey wrestling whatever you want send it in i can answer it live on the podcast that would be a ton of fun i would love that and uh yeah so what do we got planned for uh we got a wrestling pay-per-view coming up survivor series is today of me recording this so there will be a survivor series uh i think i'll be doing a separate episode for that one we got the wrestling recap coming up as well that should be up uh tomorrow yes and hopefully uh, hoping for that if not it'll be monday so yes and in terms of the gamer cast send in uh 
episode suggestions. You got an idea? You got a game you maybe want me to tackle? I'm working on a Lies of P episode, but that'll be once I'm done it. Uh, I got other ideas and stuff like that, but uh, I always like, you know, love suggestions. So send them on in. Let me know. There's an email address. You could send in whatever you like on that. If you want to have a private conversation as well, that's that's there for you. There is a Twitter page. If you want to follow along on Twitter, that would be awesome. And if you want to do me a special extra favor, just rate, review, whatever uh, pod, uh, the podcast on whatever you're listening to it. Just give it a little rating, whatever. It doesn't have to be five stars. Just give it an honest review, and that would help me out a lot. That'd be fantastic. All right, everybody. So let me know what you think about Call of Duty 4. Did you love it or did you not play it? I suggest you play it because it's a fucking masterpiece and it's an all-time game for me. So thank you, everybody, again for listening or watching wherever you are. And we will be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cased.